The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Miles to Memories podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by MTM's managing editor, Mark Osterman. Joe Chung has the week off. He's gallivanting around the world again, and we do not know where he's at. Hopefully he's doing well. I'm sure he told us, Mark, where he's at. But uh, we Oh, forgot. he did for sure. We're bad It's a makeup from what he had to cancel. I'm guessing something Disney related, but I can't remember what the purpose of it was. It was something special. Not another run, I hope. he's special and we're not so we're here recording uh the show and before we get into it hey we're we're getting up there on apple Podcasts and reviews mark uh, up to 192 doesn't sound like a lot but the amount of listeners you need in order to get to that many reviews is a lot they don't come in very fast so we want to get to 200 so if you guys are out there listening to apple Podcasts, you enjoy the show give us a review it really helps us out five star rating helps us out tremendously writing a review helps us out even more but we really appreciate you guys listening and one last thing i'll throw in there MTM podcast for all the links and everything else that you need. So how was your uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday? Yeah, I I wasn't really planning on buying anything because I kind of already got all the gifts and everything lined up for the for Christmas. And, you know, I do that throughout the year. So anytime a deal pops up, I, I feel like that ends up I end up spending more money because you buy stuff and then you either forget about some stuff that you bought or you get towards the end. You're like, oh, I don't know if that's enough. I need to buy some more. So I just constantly buying stuff. So I don't know if that's the smartest thing. Maybe I should do it all at once and take advantage of where it may. But we did end up buying a mattress uh, that was like half off for the bedroom. So that was nice. And then I did some shopping for my sister. She wanted me to find some deals for her, for her kids. So I got a uh, switch off a Dell, which, you know, 15% back on uh, Rakuten. And then they were giving out gift card Dell gift cards on top of that, which I turned around and used the gift card to buy my uh, nephew a video game for Christmas. And then she also wanted an Oculus for my nephew. So Amazon had a pretty good deal where it was three forty nine instead of the four hundred for a new one. And then it came with uh, Beat Saber and Resident Evil games as well. So I'm I'm kind of excited for him to get that so I can try it. Yeah, I, I want to try the Oculus too. I saw those deals. I was like. Ooh, that would be interesting to own. And I was like, do you really need it? Like, do you really have time to go live in a virtual world? And But it, it, it does seem cool. So I do want to try out uh, when I haven't tried out any of the newer ones. It's been a while, like a few years. So the tech seems to have gotten better, the screens and all that. So yeah, good stuff. I mean, you pointed out Rakuten had some really good offers all the way through Black Friday, Cyber Monday, up to 15x at places like Dell. You should be proud of me. I didn't wait till December 28th to do my my Dell credits, uh, I, I took advantage of the 15X buying Xbox gift cards, which is probably not the sexiest way to do it, but can sell those or use them on the Microsoft store. You're lucky you got them through. <laughs> <laughs> I never have problems. I don't know. Maybe because I've been doing it for so long, for many years, maybe my account is seasoned and I, I don't know. Uh, but I was able to do two $500 orders because I had five business platinum cards and you can split your payment across three different cards. So I did 200, 200, 100 on, and then, you know, 200, 200, 100 and uh, back-to-back orders, same account, no problems at all. So everything tracked all right. So it was nice to earn those 15X points uh, with that. But I also earned like 
I remember sitting at about 200,000 membership rewards points that I earned in the last week uh, from shopping on Rakuten. Obviously, some of it's just normal stuff. But in the past, like Walmart would top out at like 5x uh, on their very special days. Normally, it was like 1x. This year on Black Friday and Cyber Monday, they topped out at 12x for like a lot of categories, including toys. And Target, which almost never has portal payouts, and if they do, it's like 1%, was up to 12x for one day on Black Friday for a lot of stuff. So it was... uh, pretty generous portal payouts this year, I think. And, you know, turning those into membership rewards is uh, it's sweet. 200,000 points in a week. Not bad. Yeah. Was, the portals were probably the best deal of Black Friday, I think. And and that's kind of where we got like, there's better deals during the week and throughout the year. Like Black Friday is not even that good of a deal day. But what we've seen is like these portal payouts are increased for those days. So you can still come out ahead. Like there was be- slightly better deals on Amazon for like, uh, Bose headsets and stuff like that and headphones and everything. But if you went through Dell, it actually came out a little bit better because you got the portal payout where you don't get portal payouts in Amazon. So that's kind of like the games you can play. Even if it's $10 cheaper at Amazon overall, you're going to come out better at Dell. So those are definitely, you know, things that you can jump in on, especially if you're buying for reselling or I don't think the buyer groups were as uh, busy this Black Friday and Cyber Monday as they have been in the past. I know people were complaining about that in the diamond chat. So that's that's a little depressing because that's easy, you know, to rack up all those points if you're buying stuff to ship to somebody else and just selling it at cost or even a slight loss. Uh, so I don't know. That's kind of it's weird. The transfer we've seen very similar deals to prime day on amazon the second prime day so it just it's kind of all muddied now i feel like yeah it seems like some of the luster of black friday has certainly been been taken i started years ago right with cyber monday which just comes a few days later and then now it's like okay now you have black friday week starting the week before um you know they have deals all week like at places like walmart target kohl's all of that stuff and uh you know it just sort of i guess cheapens it and then not to mention like you said the multiple amazon prime days in the last few months so like the they only have so much stuff that they can put on sale and they they can only do so much there's only so many different products and deals that they can have as a reminder if you are on amazon always i like to check keepa but there's also camel 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 but you can quickly check what the prices have been recently so a lot of times as mark said you'll find that you're not getting the absolute best deal. But on Amazon devices, things like that, you can get a great deal. And there's also a Keepa extension. This is a good tip for people. If you shop on Amazon a lot, you can install the Keepa Chrome extension. And then basically it just pops up the price graph right on the product page. So you don't have to go anywhere else. And I use that a lot for my research and stuff. But it's really cool because you can just say, okay, well, this is on sale for $10 today. And you can look back at the whole history on a graph in about five seconds say, oh, look, it was at $7.50 three months ago. So maybe this isn't the best deal. And even if it's the lowest price, is it 1% cheaper than it was before? Is this really something I need to jump out of my way for? Spend money? You know, you can get caught up in the hype a little bit. Yeah. And I, you know, I have the Rakuten Chrome add-on too, and that will pop up sometimes and tell you like, hey, you can get a better deal here with Rakuten cashback and stuff. So yeah, those little little Chrome things, though, they're helpful, especially Rakuten, because a lot of times I used to forget about shopping portals and always clicking it, or I'd be like, oh, this site probably doesn't have it, where that pops up and says, hey, click this. So it kind of like dumps it down for you so you don't forget, and it's a good reminder. So yeah, find those little add-ons that help, and uh, make sure to to add them to your Chrome, and then it's kind of like hands-free, easygoing type of stuff going forward. Capital One has a similar uh, extension. Do they mess up with other portals? So you got to like use incognito or something. Let's say you're using a different portal instead of that. Will it cross, you know, mess things up for you? I haven't uh, had that happen, you know, because you have to click activate it. It will just pop up and warn you. But if you don't click activate, it doesn't do it. So I've used 
uh, other portals on sites that like Rakuten doesn't offer something or, or even if it's like a slightly better rate and stuff. And I've never run into that issue. Definitely, you know, shopping portals are always a bit finicky, so you never know. Nothing's guaranteed. So I always say don't buy something based off the portal because you don't know for sure that it will track. Uh, yeah, I haven't run into the issue really. And I do find uh, Rakuten to be the best of the portals as far as tracking goes for the most part. Yeah, I agree there. And these extensions are tracking you like the, the Capital One one and the Rakuten one. They're tracking you obviously across the internet. So you're kind of giving them some data there, um, but it can be beneficial to you. Um, for instance, I just saw like Richard Kerr put on Twitter that he had been using the Capital One extension and he had served, I think searched Tire Rack or something like that. And then a few days later, he got a targeted email code for like 22% off or something like that. So that's another kind of potential positive. Uh, like I said, you are kind of giving up some of your data to them, but uh, they have relationships with a lot of these merchants so that they can offer special stuff. They get it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I haven't really done it, but I'm, I might consider it. That's been my concern is kind of mixing cookies and I'm not always on my desktop where it's clean to go to incognito or whatever. So I don't always want to like switch browsers and all that other stuff. So I haven't done it, but it's good to know that it doesn't mess with stuff. And uh, I hadn't really heard about these targeted offers until Richard had shared that. So that's another potential thing if you have Capital One to try that out as well. Yeah, I think they did like a targeted 24% back on giftcards.com or, or 22, something like that. So Definitely something unique. I'm I'm under the uh, Kiss advisement. Keep it simple, stupid. I only use Rakuten. I don't I don't care if I give up a little bit. I just don't I don't want to jump from space to space anymore and keep track of where rewards are going. So unless there's like not offered at all, uh, I'll just go with Rakuten to keep it simple and and it all goes in one place. And they're usually right there near the best, if not you know the best. So if I give up one or two points per dollar, whatever, so be it. I'm not. I'm not into chasing. I guess if I was buying like, you know, $5,000 worth of Legos like Sean does, it would be a different story, but that's not me. So I'm not too worried about it. And while we're talking about portals, we have an article on the site about our shopping portal strategy and like what we use. I do it a little different. I use probably five or six portals, depending on what's the best payout. I use Cashback Monitor. Shout out to them. I've been using Cashback Monitor for so long. Great service and it's always updated. So the other thing I like about Cashback Monitor, like if it's a Chase, let's say it's a Chase Ultimate Rewards portal is when you click it, you know, you have to log into your Chase account from Cashback Monitor, but then it takes you right to the merchant page and you just click through. Whereas if you go to like ultimaterewards.com and then you got to find the shop through Chase and then you got to search for the store you want. So actually going to Cashback Monitor and clicking through is faster and you can see like historical rate history, stuff like that. So it helps out a lot. And there were some good, you know, like Kohl's, for instance, had 5X Ultimate Rewards where Kohl's didn't have, you know, they were 1X on Rakuten. So there are some, you know, good things there and I'll take me some 5X Chase points every day. And I also, speaking of Kohl's, I have like, I think at this point, $2,300 in Kohl's cash I have to spend in the Oh, next now we got to so. talk about the Kohl's cash uh, YouTube <laughs> video, the best YouTube video ever. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Oh, you don't know you don't know what I'm talking about? Where the lady tells no. her story about waiting in line and the person in front of her is like, oh, I got to return this, but what about my Kohl's cash? And they just go back and forth and she's like... <sighs> I'll give you my Kohl's cash. Just take it. I don't want it. I got to get out of here. And that's how it is. Every time you go to Kohl's, somebody in front of you has to do something that takes forever. I hate it. I was there today because of the uh, the Chase 20% off offer. So you buy $100 in gift cards at Kohl's and you get 20 bucks off. So I bought, you know, some BP gas gift cards there. Person in front of me is like, yeah, I want to pay with my credit card, but then I want to pay it off with cash right away. And I'm like, you can go home and you can do that on your computer. We don't need to have two transactions so you can pay off the thing you just bought immediately. I, I get that they want to get the rewards. I, I respect the game, but still, 
Like you don't need to pay it right then. That is, that is true. I try to avoid Kohl's stores and I have the big like dilemma now is do I use the Kohl's cash for personal stuff, which I generally do clothes and household stuff, or do I reinvest it into merchandise and stuff like that? It's a lot of money. And I spend a lot of time just searching for stuff to buy. Like it takes a long, and I have to like think, what do I need? You know, you know, do I want five of the same shirt so that I can have it for, for years to come? It's all weird stuff. I guess it's great problems to have and a great side <laughs> effect, I guess, of this hobby of reselling and stuff like that. But uh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of ways to like juice it up, uh, whether it's Kohl's cash, portal earnings, sales. I'm surprised you haven't got shut down by Kohl's yet. Aren't they pretty anti-reseller? for the most part, or is it just certain items? I think if you hit them hard throughout the year, and so I, I don't hit them too hard throughout the year anymore. I did get shut down at one point years ago, and then somehow I got unshut down. So I'm riding the wave right now. So hopefully uh, it's good. Probably moving helps. <laughs> it, yeah, it could also be that they, you know, it seems like I haven't heard as many shutdowns lately. Maybe they need the sales or Maybe they want to juice their numbers or they've changed their policy on it. I don't know. But yeah, generally, if you hit them too hard as far as buying stuff, uh, they will shut you down. Good old Coles. I'm glad I'm never going in again. <laughs> All right. You have an update for us on Spirit and Capital One. But before that, let's hear a few words from our sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by Life Miles. I have used Life Miles many times, including for my trip to Cuba a few years ago, and Mark just recently redeemed them to book his return from the European Christmas markets in just a few weeks. He was able to utilize the 15% transfer bonus from Amex to Life Miles, which is running through December 7th. Life Miles partners with Star Alliance carriers around the globe, giving you access to flights on more than 20 airlines, including United, Air Canada, Lufthansa, and more. You can also use Life Miles to book hotels and car rentals as well. Sign up for free using the link in the description to begin earning miles to redeem on their website or via the Life Miles mobile app. I know we talked about uh, at the end, I think it was the end of last show, Joe, we was talking with you guys about uh, Spirit changing my flights from a 7.30 p.m. to a 5.30 a.m., that not being able to work. And we were debating, do I contact Capital One? Do I contact Spirit? And I, and I contacted Capital One since I booked through them through the travel portal for the $300 Spark Elite credit that you get every year. So I booked through the travel portal, uh, contacted Capital One. They said, hey, Spirit and Frontier do it differently. You have to contact them directly. So I did that. And that's when I figured out the Spirit uh, text works way better than calling in or chat or anything else, like an hour everywhere else. But it, both times I've used Spirit text message has been a, a two minute wait. So did that. They're like, yeah, I'll give you the refund, whatever. Seven days. I wait seven days. No refund comes. And we're on uh, the Spending Time podcast in the Diamond Group. And Ryan Flanagan was like, oh, I know what probably happened. I'm like, yeah, I'm guessing they refunded it not to my card he's like oh yeah they refunded it back to capital one travel because they use their own card to book it so i was like oh great this is gonna be a whole thing you know dealing with spirit and capital one travel so i got back on the text thing with spirit said hey i canceled this can you tell me what the last four digits of the card are and they did and it wasn't mine so obviously went back to capital one travel so called capital one travel which we've heard a lot of horror stories about and uh, they picked up pretty quickly, explained it, said, hey, I canceled with Spirit. They sent the money back to you. And he's like, okay, let me get on the phone with them and and uh, see if I can verify that they did refund this. And I'm like, oh, great. Here comes an hour hold wait. But he came back like two minutes later. And he's like, oh, yeah, they did confirm that they refunded it. It's all good. You should see it on your card in like another five to seven days. And it, the credit was there like the next day or two. So all in all, it was a lot better than I thought it would be. Yeah, that's a success story. Capital One actually had a mechanism where they could check <laughs> whether they got the refund. 
that would not happen with other banks. Yeah, I was I was shocked. Yeah, because we've you know we've heard about people complaining about having issues, and that's why I've said I don't try to I try not to book through travel portals because it's just an ad- added middleman that you have to deal with when something comes up. And all in all, this went pretty well. I'm not sure if they'll claw back the $300 credit. I don't think they will. I already rebooked a hotel for our trip to Europe because there was no points, good points options. So that ate up like another $200 booking. So even if they do claw back, at least that should trigger it again. But then I went back and bought the Frontier flights that I originally wanted to buy that jumped up when I went to book them in the portal. Like as I'm booking, they're like, oh, these prices changed. They went from like $820 down to I bought them at the airport for four people for 380 bucks. So all in all, I just like, this whole thing killed it. So I'm glad Spirit changed the flights, saved me like three, 400 bucks and still triggered the credit. It worked best of both worlds. It's nice when it works out like that. Usually doesn't. Yeah. Sometimes you got to actually make the decision. Do I invest more time in this, you know, to get my refund or is it worth it? And, you know, that can be really frustrating. So it's good to see a, a success story. I'm flying Allegiant Airlines this upcoming weekend for the first time coming back from, we have a meetup for the Diamond Group in Austin. Got a really cheap Frontier flight that with perfect timing. Allegiant uh, was the best flight back. It was either like connect on other airlines and it was more expensive. Allegiant, it was just over a hundred bucks, including my uh, carry-on bag and an exit row seat for Austin to Vegas direct. And it's like Sunday in the afternoon. So like the it's the best timing of every flight. So <laughs> we'll see. At least I have an exit row seat. Yeah, my parents fly Allegiant uh, all the time when they come back to visit me because it's the best. It's out of Punta Gorda airport, which is actually the closest airport to them down in Florida. And they have a nonstop from there to Flint, which is, you know, 45 minutes north of me. And the deals are always really good, like 50, 60 bucks a person or each way, usually something like that, but definitely under 200 and flying out of Tampa, Sarasota, Fort Myers, anything else is like four to $500. So They've flown it like three, four times. They did get delayed once, like a couple hours, but overall they said it's not bad, no different than anything else. So Yeah, I mean, it's always a, a gamble. Uh, we talked on our Vegas show. If you remember last year, I got that like Raiders ticket package with Allegiant Vacations and, oh yeah, you know, it was supposed to come with a room and tickets or tickets in a specific section. They sent me tickets that were far inferior to what I had bought and just trying to get any customer service from them. Uh, to this day, they still haven't responded to many inquiries. I didn't end up going to the game. I was able to sell the tickets and basically make a couple bucks. It wasn't a big profit or anything, but I didn't really lose anything. So I sort of gave up, but you know, for, uh, for kicks for like a, a few months, maybe every few weeks I would send, I would respond because after a couple weeks, it would send you this automated email saying, because of COVID, we're really behind and everything else. Are you still interested in this inquiry? So then I would respond. And, you know, then a few weeks later, I would get the same email again. And I would respond just sort of kind of seeing how far it would go. And it went months and months and months, kept getting the email. Nobody ever responded. There's nobody responding. Awesome. Which brings me to another story. Frontier got rid of their call center, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's like uh, customer service going out the window on budget airlines. Well, yeah, and and that's a, a big thing to some people and not a big thing to other other people. You know, I try not to call the airline as much as possible because it's always terrible. Like I just said, texting Spirit worked way better than waiting an hour on hold. And one time I had to call Delta because I booked my son on a separate award from mine because I was using like Virgin Atlantic for him and Delta for me. And I had to call to add a minor booking. They couldn't do it via text or chat or anything. They wanted to physically talk to you. So I found that kind of annoying. So I'm kind of like, hey, if they were getting rid of this and let's say they're moving call center employees into staffing chat, which they probably won't, they'll probably just skimp on it and it'll be hellacious. But if they do that, you should, in theory, get better service, quicker service because they're doing it via chat. They can answer multiple people at the same time. They're not 
sitting on a call with someone, but to anybody that's not tech savvy or, you know, somebody that doesn't want to use messaging or, or chat or isn't on Twitter or stuff like that, it's definitely a big issue, you know, if you can't call to, to get something credit. And sometimes you do need to call because it's a detail oriented thing. So I would hope that you reach out via message and they're like, all right, I'll call you if it gets to that point. But knowing Frontier, no, they just, they used to hang up on me after two hours anyways during COVID. So their call center always sucked. Yeah, that's a good point. Their call center probably wasn't the shining example of customer service in the first place. So maybe this isn't a huge loss there. I don't know. But yeah, it's a good point. Like older people like my dad wouldn't be able to figure out how to message them. And if there was something going wrong or you needed to to redo something or or anything like that, you know, there's just a whole generation of people that uh, still to this day, their primary method of contacting people is via the, via the phone, as crazy as it is uh, for maybe for us. <laughs> don't call me. I don't want, I won't pick up. Yeah. I mean, and there's nothing I hate more than sitting on hold on the phone. Yes. Like I don't care. Yeah. I, nowadays it's easier. You got AirPods and, you know, your phone in your pocket and you can do other stuff, but just even if I'm doing other stuff, like the fact that my attention has to be on that call is really annoying. I just, I really don't like it. I don't like talking on the phone anyway, but I don't like having to like sit there for hour long wait. I'm, I'm really happy when companies put that callback feature in because I feel like that helps out a lot. Yeah, why doesn't everybody have that? It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it's the best, right? It just limits your wait and it takes away that big problem where you have to be paying attention all the time. Of course, that doesn't work like so well if you're in an emergency and you need to get to talk to somebody. But if you're calling to book a flight or something like that, uh, you know, and it's not so time sensitive, then uh, it's nice to just be able to get a call back later in the day. The problem is I never answer my phone. So I guess I would probably miss the call. True. Yeah, me either. Do you, You're the same way? Yeah. I miss calls all the time. I always put it on vibrate. So if I don't have my watch on or whatever, and sometimes even if you have your watch on, it doesn't vibrate or whatever, you don't look at it and stuff. So I miss calls all the time. So Kirsten will always try to like text me and then she'll Facebook message me because I'm usually at the computer and I'll see that pop up. So yeah, that's why I like the messaging because you can message, leave, they come back and, and read it and you can respond and you might get a different agent, but you can do it in your own time. And I think that's just a better setup overall. All right, Mark, I know we talked a little bit about this, but I, I know you're coming up on the Christmas markets trip. You mentioned it earlier and uh, you switched it from your Hawaii trip, but you got everything finalized and booked now and you are you know exactly what you're doing. So why don't you fill us in? Yeah, I'm still hopeful that uh, I find a different flight out because I think we talked about this last time I got two connections on the way to Rome. So not ideal, but it was the only thing that was semi-decently priced and I checked all over the place. So I'm still checking that like every day or two to see if something, you know, like like Lufthansa opens up something last minute, like they tend to do. But yeah, I had a friend, she's doing a trip, uh, Aaron, and she's, she went to Salzburg and uh, Vienna and all, or she didn't go to Vienna. She went to Salzburg and Munich. And she's like, oh, Salzburg is my favorite. So I'm like, well, maybe I need to switch this up. Because originally, we were going to fly back from Frankfurt, just because there's a nonstop flight there with award space. So I checked Munich, and I could get it for the same price flying Munich to Frankfurt, Frankfurt home. So I'm like, okay, we could do, so we're going to go to Rome for a couple of days, fly up to Vienna, spend a couple of days there, hop on a train uh, over to Salzburg on the other side of uh, Austria, hang out there for a night and then take a train up to Munich, spend a night in Munich and then fly home. So a lot of travel in like a six, seven day period. I don't know if my wife's going to hate me at the end. She said she wanted it. So this is what we're doing. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta give the wife what she wants. 
<laughs> even if it's not really what she wants. Yeah, we'll see. Even if you know better than her. No, but she's she's way more excited about this than Hawaii, so that's that's good to see. It is kind of crazy. Like I just finalized everything like three days ago, and it's you know less than two weeks away. So the other day she's like, you know, we're like eleven days away from going to Europe, right? I'm like, when you think about it that way, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> You know, like, I don't even have trains booked or anything. Yeah. Welcome to my life. That's basically my whole life. It's fun, though. I mean, that that's the amazing thing you learn when you book trips last minute is that while, you know, there are some benefits maybe to planning and being all detail oriented, especially with limited time and stuff like that, everything is pretty much possible last minute. And you often discover things that you didn't know about, you know, because you're more in the moment as you're planning it. You're not planning it a year out. You're like right there. You know, you're going to be there in 11 days. You get really excited about it. And as far as transport and other stuff, that all works itself out. You can arrive in, honestly, you can arrive in a city with no hotel reservations, with nothing, and you can survive, right? It's, it, people get freaked out about that. Yeah, unless there's some major event going on, um, like a Super Bowl or something, I, you'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be able to figure it out for sure. Yeah, and there's always park benches and airport floors, though. But you, no, you're going to have a great time. No, no thanks. <laughs> Where? <laughs> We're not in Vegas where we lost all our money and we're going to sleep on an outdoor bench. <laughs> like that one commercial where he's like, don't sell your hair or whatever. Do you remember that? <laughs> where they had a guy go to Vegas, he lost all his money and then he had to sell his hair to get home and he slept on a bench. I forget even what it was for, but it was like, don't be like Dave. Don't sell your hair. Well, you know, you got you to do what you got to do. Any good traveler has a, a good sleeping on the floor story or something like that. I've slept in plenty of airports. I don't know. Like I keep telling myself, would I do it again today? Like the last time was probably six or seven years ago. So like, would I burn the points? You know, when you have like a few hours, you know, where you'll sleep three hours in a hotel, is it worth it? I keep telling myself that I would sleep in the airport again, but I don't think, I think I'm too soft now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's worth it. It's always worth it. What I like about this, and I don't like planning, like heavily planning vacations as far as like when you get to the destination, I like to just kind of wander. So I kind of have that excuse built in. Now, like I don't have to, you know, there's no expectations because it's all last minute where normally if you're booking something like you're like, oh, we've been playing this for a year. We got to, you know, we got to get all this stuff done. And I don't even know really what I want to do. I know we want to do Christmas markets and most cities have multiple. So that'll take up a chunk of time. Like I might do the Coliseum night tour. That sounds like a really unique kind of cool experience. Barely any crowds. You get to go down on the on the floor and, and walk through, you know, where the gladiators were, I believe. So you get a little bit extra out of it. Uh, so we might do that. But other than that, just walk around, see the sights. Uh, I know uh, our, our buddy Yvonne sent me his favorite restaurant in Rome. So probably check that out. And that's all really on, that's on the list. Everything else is kind of open. That's the way to do it. There'll, there'll be so much to discover there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing about it in a few weeks. Yeah, I'll be back uh, the week before Christmas sometime. In, so we'll talk about it on that episode for sure. And of course, we talked about your flights and you booked your return from Munich with Life Miles. And they're our episode sponsor. So we'll be back to talk about how to approach the end of the year right after this break. This podcast is sponsored by Life Miles. Life Miles is the rewards program of Avianca, which gives them access to Star Alliance partners all over the world. In addition to earning Life Miles via flying, there are several other ways to build your balance. For example, Life Miles often holds sales where you can purchase miles at a big discount. 
Another great way to get Life Miles is via points transfers. You can transfer points into Life Miles from many major currencies, including Amex membership rewards, City Thank You, Capital One Miles, Brex, and more. And through December 7th, you can get a 15% bonus when transferring from American Express to Life Miles. This is their last transfer bonus of 2022, so don't miss it. Sign up for free using the link in the description to begin earning miles to redeem on their website or via the Life Miles mobile app. All right, Mark, we're back, and I am famous for procrastinating with all of my credits and everything I need to do before the end of the year. It's really bad, but I've gotten better. You know, you've shamed me so much over the years that I try to at least not wait. Yes, shame works. Powerful tool. Yeah, I don't. I try not to wait till at least the last week of the year, but there's a lot going on, right? There's strategies you can use. Um, obviously, elite status expires uh, either at the end of the year or beginning of next year, depending on the program. So you can start to look at kind of planning for that. But for me, the number one thing is taking advantage of the credits, especially this year, because there's so many American Express offers. I have a lot of business platinum cards, things like that through targeted offers. And uh, there's a lot of stuff I could leave on the table. And so, yeah, we talked earlier in the show about me hitting my Dell credits. That felt really good. And I'm working on the airline incidental credits. Uh, I did a test purchase for United Travel Bank which I believe is still working. So hopefully that that works. I was a little nervous. So I instead of going all out, I did that. Um, but other than airline incidentals, Dell credits, what other uh, stuff are you making sure you check off the list right now? Yeah, since I just signed up for two, one business platinum for me and one for my wife uh, a couple weeks ago, I still have to do the airline incidentals. My plan had been to use Frontier at least for one of them, maybe, maybe eat up both of them. For those flights I booked to, to pick out seats and maybe pay for some luggage. And then like two days before I'm ready to do it, Amex pulls Frontier from their, their list of airlines, which people have guessed that it's uh, about their all-you-can-fly pass or whatever because they're thinking people maybe that was counting towards it. But I don't know why that would be a big thing. Like that it's $200 limit. It's not like it's limitless. So... It's 200 bucks either way if they use it for seats or whatever. So I'm guessing it had something else to do with it. But Amex does love their breakage, so maybe it did play a role. So I still got to figure out what to do with those. I'll probably switch it over to Delta where you can get, uh, if the final charge is under $250 and you pay with part of it with a gift card or a Delta credit, that will trigger the, the full $200 amount or 250 if you give the Aspire. So I'll probably do that and just either book flights that I'm thinking I'm going to take or just book it and bank the, the credit for next year because... I do fly Delta quite a bit. So, you know, that's that's probably where I'll go. And then another thing I just, you know, did kind of end of the year was check out your status levels, where you're at for nights and all that. Because Hyatt, as everybody knows, I'm not going for Globalist. I'm barely, I'm not probably going to make Explorerless just through my normal stays. I think I'll end up being at like 28 nights. So I got two nights I need to go. And by doing those, I'll hit Explorerless. But I'll also trigger the uh, the 30 night 15k free night cert, so it's definitely worth it. I could book two nights at like a, a 3,500 point property or 5,000 point property, or I could do some spend on my Hyatt card and get the two elite nights that way. And I kind of pulled up the the year to date spend on the card, and I think I'm at like 17,500 bucks. So if I put in our 2,500 bucks on it, it, should trigger those last two nights. So that's a much better use of my time versus booking two nights. So definitely look into all that, all your avenues uh, for elite status. That's a great point because you already have spent on the card this year. So, you know, it's, you're already kind of working towards it. And some of that stuff isn't quite obvious, right? You have to kind of know the programs. You got to kind of look like not everybody knows, okay, 30 nights at Hyatt, you get a free category one through four. I'm this close. 
you know, what is it, what's my opportunity cost to pursue that? Do I have stays coming up? In your case, really easy, just do the spend. Is it worth it? You even, you said maybe redeem for 3,500 point, like low season category one Hyatts. In that case, you'd spend 7,000 points getting a category one through four cert, which could be worth upwards of 15,000 or more, I guess, depending on the night. Yeah, up to 18 now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's good stuff. And sometimes it takes kind of years in the hobby to figure that stuff out. So don't be mad at yourself if like January 1st comes like this always happens, Mark. I wake up January 1st. I learned. I learned. I learned because a year or two ago, I think I was like one or two nights away from 40,000, which would have been another uh, 5,000 points. I think you hit or 40, not 40,000, 40 nights. Yeah. Or a hundred dollar gift cards. Like 5,000 point bump or whatever. And I just didn't pay attention. It was something like that. Or maybe I was like, when do the, uh, the two uh, suite upgrades. Is that 50 nights? Yeah. Yeah. So it was that. That's what it was. Because I did hit the 40 last year. I think it was at like 47 or 48. And if I would have just put a little effort into it or noticed it, I would have got the suite upgrades, which really kind of sucks. <laughs> so I learned from my mistakes. So don't be worried if you make those mistakes. No, everybody makes mistakes. It seems like every year, maybe I'm exaggerating, maybe I'm not. But I wake up on January 1st and like instantly I have a thought like, oh, crap, I didn't do that. And it's like, well, you were thinking about this for the last month and it didn't pop into my head. And then I wake up first thing on the new year where it's done and uh, it's gone. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's fine. You know, you can't maximize everything. You got to prioritize your time and everything else. That's so important, especially this time of year where you get more time to spend with family, stuff like that. It's you don't want to be the guy, you know, on Christmas Day huddled over your laptop trying to buy United Travel Bank vouchers or, uh, you know, anything like that or Dell credits and and then have it not post until after the new year and then be stressed about yeah. that for like seven days still at credits <laughs> and then you don't know if accredited last year or this year you gotta look yeah. into that <laughs> exactly that's yeah, the don't do that it's the stress of the game <laughs> we also talked i think last week about the triple dip on the business platinum and uh, some other opportunities that come up towards the end of the year obviously getting cards building towards the southwest companion pass if you applied for a southwest card today but don't earn the point the points the bonus until next year so you complete your spend in 2023, then uh, that would count towards next year's companion pass. So there's ways to do that. The business platinum, uh, you can sort of maximize these credits. If you get the card later in December, you could get it this year, next year, and then the early part of 2024 before you would either decide to keep the card or downgrade it or cancel it, whatever you would want to do. So there's other things to do there as well, kind of prepping for the new year. And uh, yeah, it's good to start now. I know we have some resources on the site. Uh, you write about this every year, obviously. Um, so we, we'll make sure to uh, highlight that for everybody because it's uh, it can get stressful with everything going on, trying to you know enjoy the season, but also trying to maximize all the opportunities, you know, the, the different bonuses. And the worst thing to do is to wake up on January 1st and realize you left a $2.50 credit on the, on the table. No, but like your $300 <laughs> travel credit or something. Yeah, the, the, those sting. Anything that's money related... St- stings for sure if you forget about like i guess like the sax credit and stuff like i just did that with the 15 times going on the last couple days and i'm thinking like did i do this because usually i do it like july 1st or whatever i'm like i can't remember if i did it so i had to go back and look through the the last few months and i had not put a a charge on it so i ordered some some outfits for like uh the christmas eve service stuff like that like a sweater and everything so those things like stuff like that that i don't really put a ton of value in i probably wouldn't be upset if i missed out on but easy money like $300 travel credit yeah those those sting if it happens or or missing a spend threshold by a, a couple days or something like that so those are you know focus your priorities on the big stuff don't worry about the little stuff as much Jasmine is still playing the long game on her sax credits every year and every six months we go in and buy a $50 gift card per 
platinum card that we have. And then, uh, so I think we're up to like six or $700 in Saks gift cards. And she's going to eventually use it for a, a purse, I think, like a fancy purse. So instead of getting a little bunch of little crap over time, because Saks is expensive. And then you say, that's your that's your Christmas or Hanukkah present. You're welcome. For the last five years that you've been saving up those. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it, it works for me. It keeps her happy. And we do have a Saks here, which is not something that everybody has. Just so you know, you can't buy the Saks gift cards online because they use a third-party retailer. So the only way to get Saks gift cards to work is if you can go into a Saks store, of which we have one. So that that yes, which sucks. Going in sucks. It does. And the people always look down. They look down on you, and you're like, "Can I get three fifty-dollar gift cards?" And like, "Oh, you have an MX, don't you? Like, you can't afford to shop here." I don't know. That's why I stopped doing it because we have one near us. One, the cards are in her name. I could add myself as an authorized user, but they're in her name. So I didn't really want to have to mess with it with her. And I didn't want to go in there with her cards and have them maybe ask. But just the like condescension that you get when you go into a sax is not worth it for me. I'll just buy your crap off you, the internet. Plus, you get the portal. So it, I know you get the portal when you redeem the gift cards, but you still get the portal and it does, doesn't hurt as bad. Yeah, sax is uh, it's a fancy place, Mark. It's a fancy place. The one in Vegas. They have the ugliest shirts ever for tw- <laughs> 250 bucks, like a T-shirt. With, that looks like somebody pooped on it, and they're like, "Here, two hundred fifty dollars, take it." Yeah, it's uh, the one in Vegas is pretty fancy, although they're they're fairly nice. But this earlier this year in June, when we had to do our Saks credits right towards the end of June, we were in New York City, so we went to the original Saks Fifth Avenue. And you talk about, uh, yeah, the fancy. You'll talk about looking down on you, buying uh, $50 gift cards. Oh, I can imagine. Uh, exactly what you said, the lady. What, are you going to give people a pair of socks? Exactly what happened. <laughs> Jasmine went in and bought these you know, gift cards, and uh, the lady just looked at her and like, what are you going to buy with that? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that place, is, uh, that place is fancy. Oh, and you have to split tender these? What are you, poor? Oh. Pretty much, but it all works the same. You know, she's playing the the 10-year game to get her fancy uh, purse, whatever. I know she wants a Louis Vuitton purse, but I don't think they have those at Saks, but maybe they do. The person will bite their tongue when she goes to, if she doesn't do it online, when she goes to redeem it, because they probably get commissions, and they'll be like, oh, you want to swipe 14 cards to pay for this purse? Oh, I don't care. Go for it. We had three cards at one time, so I built up like a $300 gift card reservoir, and then I used that to buy her some jewelry or something for for a birthday gift or something like that. Uh, so that was nice, you know, it saved me a little bit of money, but I just buy a, a button-up shirt or something that's on clearance every time now. And she always gives me the stink eye when it comes in the mail, and I say, hey, if you want to use your sex credit, you need to get more involved in the game. Sorry, otherwise I'm going to use it. No, and I do get her stuff or the kids' stuff, but... This time I used both on me and she she gave me the worst look. <laughs> <laughs> and one last thing uh, before we go, you mentioned going to Kohl's buying gift cards with a Chase offer. A lot of these offers are for the holiday season. They end at the end of the year. And a lot of them can be for gift cards and stuff like that. You tend to have a more wide ranging variety of merchants this time of year. And so just remember, like if you see your Chase offers, your Bank of America offers, your City offers, your Amex offers, look for the ones by the end of the year. Look for the ones at retailers where you can buy gift cards like Lowe's and I don't know, anywhere that sells Kohl's, all these other places that sell gift cards. Those can be really good discounts. And many of those go through the end of the year. Uh, so you'll have a lot of those expiring. So plan that out as well. I remember a few years ago, we were in San Diego for New Year's. And on December 31st, we were at a, a Lowe's because I had 
this was back when you could load Amex offers to every card. And so I had... Oh, like one of the $10 off yeah. Amex or 15 bucks off or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So Jasmine and I had this busy, and it was on like a Saturday or something, this busy Lowe's just sitting there like doing transaction after transaction with like stacks of cards. And Lowe's has those limits too. They have gift card buying limits. So that's annoying to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not the greatest. Yeah. So we did different brands, <laughs> stuff like that. It was stressful. I think we left with like, and it was took us like an hour what they ended up doing was uh, shutting down a cashier for us and doing a dedicated line, right? They checked our IDs, make sure it matched all, because we probably had 30 to 40 cards, like a lot of cards. And uh, they checked everything and we explained what we were doing. And uh, so they shut down a cashier and it took about an hour. But I think we left, you know, up 400. I don't know what it was. It was it was pretty good. So I think it was like 10 off 50 or something. So you're getting 20% off the cards. Those types of deals are things that you should look for now before waiting to the end of the year. Don't be standing in line on your vacation in San Diego uh, doing it. Don't be like me. I don't do that anymore. But. I'm sad that the uh, 10% Target gift card deal didn't come back this year. I, I, I feel like it was always Black Friday or the Saturday after Black Friday. It feel, feels like it always ended on that weekend and I didn't see anything about it. So that's kind of depressing. I think last year I was thinking about this. I have not gone back and searched that they had it later in December, like middle 13th to 15th-ish. And I think they announced it pretty close to before. Okay. So maybe that's maybe. just me holding out a shred of hope here. Um, but yeah, you're right. They haven't done that. And we have to talk before we close the show about the biggest tragedy that's happened in 2022. Del Taco seems to have gotten rid of their Cyber Monday gift card sale where you got eight free combo meals with a $100 gift card. Now you only get their normal deal, which is four. That's usually their holiday deal. You get four free combos. But on Cyber Monday for the last 10 plus years, they've offered that eight free combos and it's done. Jack in a box killed the Del Taco Cyber Monday deal. It did help my waistline, though, because I've, I've done that the last, <laughs> the last few years. But I even uh, reached out to uh, my wife and said, do, should we do this again this year? You know, because we've always taken advantage of it. And she doesn't drive around for work anymore. So I, it was always easy to give her a couple, you know, say, hey, this don't pack a lunch or whatever. Just stop at Del Taco because she'd be in the area of one. And now that she works at the office, it's like, oh, you're not going to be by it. But she comes back. Oh, we can get it after my son does bowling on Saturdays and there's on the way home from bowling, we pass Del Taco. Oh, we could just use them after bowling. And I was like, dang it. Oh, there's only four. Okay. Don't have to do it. So I'm, I'm kind of glad that they're, that it's not there, that I don't have to feel like I need to do it. Cause it's such a good deal. Like that's like $80 in food for, and then you get a hundred dollar gift card for a hundred dollars out of pocket. It's insane. And it's uh, now a thing of the past. Del Taco, sigh, you, you, you did us wrong here, but uh, you know, deals come and go. Yeah. And in this space, in this hobby, what we do, you can't get too attached to any deal because every good deal eventually comes to an end. Even one as reliable as that one, which I know, I know personally has been there for 10 years. It could have been longer. I just know 10 years ago is the first time I saw it. I haven't done it every year, but to your point, when I've done it, like eight free combos, like it's, yeah, that's a lot. That's a big rebate on your spend. And it's uh, now a deal that we got to pour one out for. Rest in peace. And uh, yeah, I hope everybody had a great Black Friday, Cyber Monday. I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving and uh, have a great holiday season. Lots of uh, good stuff as we get back into this semi-normal world where, you know, people are traveling and, and doing all kinds of stuff. It's been good. Joe will be back with us next week. So we look forward to uh, talking with him about wherever he was, since neither of us know. <laughs> We're terrible people. Sorry. You can find him at As The Joe Flies on social media. Mark, where can people find you when they're not listening to this fine podcast? You can find me on Twitter at Detroit Mark. Email me, Mark, at Miles to Memories, or comment on any of the articles on the site, milestomemories.com, and I'll get back to you there. 
How about you, Sean? You can find us exploding on YouTube. Our, our YouTube Vegas content doing really well right now. Thanks to all of our new subscribers, the crossover uh, between that youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. If you like to hear us talk, that's a good place to do it. Even if you're not, <laughs> I guess uh, this is the way I'm going to sell it, Mark. Even if you don't love Vegas, if you just love hearing us talk and love Mark laughing uh, and making Chris Angel jokes, then that's the place to be. Yeah. Ways to, to disparage Chris Angel week by week. Yeah. So, you know, you don't have to like Las <laughs> Vegas. You just got to like us, right? I'm waiting for him to tweet at us one time. You know, it's got to get back to him at some point. Oh, God, I don't want the ire of Chris Angel. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's going to be hell when it rains down on us. Uh, but everywhere else, at Miles to Memory, all over social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We have our Facebook group with over 15,000 members going strong. And uh, we have links for everything in the show notes and uh, everything we do, the videos, the podcasts, the posts, the deals, everything at milestomemories.com. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time. Have a good week.